an emergency Heart and Hustle podcast early on a Saturday morning. I'm taping this. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Nick Ronowitz here. A quick reaction to the Nick Vucevic report from Mark Stein on Friday as we get closer and closer to NBA free agency. It seems like Scotty and I dropped the last episode. There are free agency extravaganza, our megasode, our mega cast, whatever you want to call it. And just about four or five hours later, Mark Stein dropped his report about Nick Vucevic after we had spent about 20 minutes talking about Nick Vucevic. So I figured uh, I would do a quick recap of what Mark Stein reported. Uh, I'm taping this early on a Saturday, so Scott is not here. Uh, that 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 should that should probably be an assumption for for everyone. Um, but if you are listening for the first time, Nick Ronowitz here. Uh, you can go back. You can listen to the other 32, 33 episodes that we have here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. And though the Nick Vucevic uh, news did change, please go back to our last episode, our free agency megacast, where we talked about Terrence Ross, uh, the candidates that could replace Terrence Ross, some Markel Fultz, is it panic time or not, based upon some rumors that we are hearing, uh, and some other news and notes about free agents that the Magic are connected with uh like i said uh taping this early on a saturday so nba free agency is let's see it's not 12 it's 11 um 35 hours away or so so uh let's get down and dirty on the nick vucevic news uh because uh scott and and i were both on espn 5 in orlando when this news came out just before five o'clock eastern time and and mark stein formerly of espn and now with the new york times had a report that the Orlando Magic are preparing a deal for Nick Vucevic. I want to make sure I'm going to get the uh, the completely full tweet up here. Here it is. Uh, the Orlando Magic, according to Mark Stein, here is his tweet, preparing a four-year offer believed to be in excess of $90 million to their all-star center Nick Vucevic in hopes of completing a deal shortly after Sunday's opening bell in free agency. Uh, that is according to... Mark Stein, uh, four years in the neighborhood of $90 million. When I see the word excess, that means it's going to be more than $90 million, whether it's 91, 92, 93. Um, we get the idea. Uh, the money does matter here, by the way, and I'll get to that because I actually broke out a calculator uh, to see where this team is going to be, uh, and they have some tough decisions to make here. Uh, they they really do. They've got some tough decisions to make here based upon the luxury tax line. If I'm doing all of the math correctly here, and I'm not the right guy to ask. I mean, you can go online to guys like Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports and uh, and check him out at Keith Smith NBA. Uh, Keith is great. Eric Pincus, I know, does an unbelievable job. Josh Robbins of The Athletic has a great write-up um, on the Magic's uh, uh, luxury tax and salary cap situation. I'm, I'm not the numbers guy. So a uh, couple of things here. Just to just to break this down a little bit here, uh, Nick Vucevic, four years, ninety million dollars. It's about twenty-two and a half million dollars uh, annually. If you end up right at ninety, when I hear in excess, it's probably four years, ninety-three, ninety-five, something like that. Uh, here, from the outside looking in, I have no inside information. Though on this very podcast two episodes ago, I told you my expectation was four years, a hundred million, giving Nick Vucevic about twenty-five million dollars a year average annual value, and I expect it to start somewhere around $30 million or something like that. My opinion on that has changed just a little bit, and I'll get to that here in just a second. But uh, this is what Nick Vucevic wants. Uh, This is what we've been hearing the entire 
offseason heading up into free agency. Uh, the line that I've continued to heard, uh, the line that I've continued to hear when I have checked in on this is Nick Vucevic wants to stay in Orlando. Nick Vucevic has played basically his entire career here in Orlando. Nick Vucevic has come of age here in Orlando. Nick Vucevic has developed into an all-star here in Orlando, had his first son here in Orlando, um, has his family living here in O-Town. We underrate as the media, as fans, what the hometown really means to these guys. And I was talking about this on ESPN 580 yesterday. Uh, There are a lot of jobs. I actually think my buddy Jerry Daniels brought this up. There are a lot of times you can move jobs, but you do rate, okay, so what's it going to be worth to me to move, do I want to move my entire family across country if you're Nick Vucevic to the Sacramento Kings? Do I want to go to Dallas if I'm Nick Vucevic to play with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis if you are Nick Vucevic, if the money is somewhat similar? Seems to me like Nick Vucevic is comfortable here in Orlando. Seems to me they have a good working relationship with his agent, Bill Duffy, who is also Aaron Gordon's agent, if I remember that right. And that would be Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. Uh, I've always heard that Nick Vucevic wants to stay in Orlando. The question has always been awesome, but for how much money? We're kind of getting an idea of that now. Four years, $90 million. Um, So it's about $22.5 million a year. I'll get to the hard tax numbers here and what this could mean for Terrence Ross and a few other things, including our guy Ken Birch, in just a minute. But uh, here are my expectations for this deal. I expect for this deal to have an option in it after the third year. Now, whether that's a team option or a player option, I don't think the Magic are in a situation where they're going to be get, able to get a team option there after year three. I expect three-year deal, fourth-year player option for Nick Vucevic, four years, $90 million, wherever you want to put it, and the Magic have Nick Vucevic back. And from a timeline standpoint, because we love to do the timeline thing here, uh, everyone likes to talk about how you know what things are going to look like two, three years from now. We, in fact, like to talk about that more than what it looks like Right now, and for a lot of fan bases, that's because the right now isn't isn't great. So, what the Magic can do here is you bring back Nick Vucevic. They want to compete for the playoffs. I know Zach Lowe said that on JJ Reddick's podcast. Listen, like this this team is not interested in going back into the tank. They don't want to go back into the into the lottery and actively lose. If they end up missing the playoffs, they want to be because something happens during the season where you know you lose basketball games and and you something measurable, not. Oh, we we actively lost, especially when you see what happened with the new draft lottery odds where the Lakers jump into the top four and you have all this craziness. The New Orleans Pelicans end up with the number one pick and, and Memphis ends up with the number two pick. Uh, you could say that if you miss the playoffs and you end up at, you know, 10, 11, 12 in that lottery, you could be looking around saying, hey, like we got a shot here with this new lottery reform. So why spend the entire season actively tanking and looking like the New York Knicks did this year. I, I digress. Let me get back to Nick Vucevic here. So you now have a chance to bring your all-star center back in Nick Vucevic. And Vuce is a good player, not a great player. Nick Vucevic is good. He's an all-star last year. Uh, I think that we saw in the playoffs that he is somewhat of a limited guy, but can develop from that. Good passing big man, good shooting big man. Is an offensive um, option for this team where we ran the offense through him quite a bit throughout the season uh, to the tune of about 20 points a game, 22 points a game. Um, So you have a chance to bring back Nick Vucevic now and bring the band back together that made the playoffs last year that reignited this fan base. So that's number one. Number two, uh, you can now have Nick Vucevic in the fold for three seasons, and this means nothing about Mo Bamba, in my opinion. Now, 
things change quickly. I could drop this episode and Mobamba could get traded. Everything I'm hearing is the Magic believe that Mobamba is the future of this organization or one of the futures, the many futures that they have uh, resting there uh, in their portfolio, and Mobamba is not going anywhere. So that's that's number two. You now can give the ball to Nick Vucevic for the next three seasons, let Mobamba develop, and don't forget, he's coming off a stress fracture, so he will play his entire a, his first full NBA season this year coming out of college. A lot of develop needed. You have year two where he's learning the ropes, continues to develop. You put a little more of the weight of the franchise on Mo Bamba's shoulders. And then in that year three, maybe Mo Bamba starts to take a lion's share of the minutes. Let's see what the Nick Vucevic contract looks like because I expect for this contract, and that's where I want to get to next year, I expect for this contract to look a lot like Aaron Gordon's contract where it starts with a lot of money up front and then decreases. Now, there's a few things that may change about that, and we'll get to that here in just a second. But I expect for Nick Vucevic to make, let me see, four years, 90. Uh, can you give him like $27 million in that first year or something like that? And and where you are in terms of Terrence Ross, I think, will. I don't think that the the yearly numbers are worked out yet. I think that the Magic are going to try to get an agreement, and then you work that all out on the back end of things uh, when it comes to Nick Vucevic. So... You have to decide, all right, so what are we doing with Terrence Ross and a few of these other guys in order to figure that out? But if you get to year three, year four of this deal and this hypothetical agreement that I've come up with in my head, all of a sudden, Nick Vucevic gets more and more tradable. And after three years, there's the player option. The player option is good for everybody. If Nick Vucevic starts losing out on some minutes or it looks like Mo Bamba's coming and he's he's going to be the new center here in Orlando— you can go to Vooch and say, hey, listen, like you want to opt into that last year deal where you're going to get the least amount of money in this deal of the way that it's set up or equal to year three, you can go ahead. Or, but in this year, you're going to lose out on some minutes to Mo Bamba. He may be our starting center next year. We want to kind of start the Mo Bamba era here. Why don't you opt out? There's more money out there. Nick Vucevic is 28 years old. He ends up hitting free agency right in his prime at 31 as we can see with a guy like Al Horford, who's, what, 55 years old, you can find money as an older big man still in this league, especially a scoring big man. Now, Vooch does not offer as many things as an Al Horford does. He does he's not quite the player that Al Horford is, but uh, I think the point rings the same there, where teams are always looking for offense and they're always looking uh, for a big man. So I think that you get options down the line with the Nick Vucevic. So. Uh, let me move on to the numbers here, and as I said, uh, numbers-wise here, I am not the most savvy guy. You can go to Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports. We have him on ESPN 580 all the time. Super smart dude. Uh, maybe we can try to get him on the podcast here so that uh, I can you can hear from the snoop, super smart dude instead of someone like me, but uh, we can get him on, um, but check him out. He'll give you all the information. I know Eric Pincus have not spoken to Eric personally uh, in the past, but... Eric does a great job with this, and also uh, Josh Robbins of The Athletic wrote a great piece about the Magic and where their uh, cap situation is. Quick breakdown of the numbers here, because if you start looking at not where the cap is necessarily, the Magic are over that, that's not even the consideration. The real thing I want to get into is the luxury tax, because the projected luxury tax threshold is $132 million. This might be a little boring. It shouldn't be. This is actually extremely important because the luxury tax sucks for teams. They don't want to be in the luxury tax. The luxury tax sucks, especially if your team is 42 and 40. You've made the playoffs once in seven years, 
and you're right up against luxury tax. This here, re-signing Nick Vucevic, if they get him at four years 90 to a market or right around team-friendly deal, I believe, and you have a chance to go into the luxury tax, once again throws the Rob Hennigan era uh, up there as maybe one of the worst eras of any general manager in sports. It, it is, because somehow this is a luxury tax team, and they're 42 and 40, and they haven't signed, they have not signed a top 20 player. But you start looking at the numbers. The Magic have $86 million already guaranteed for next year. DJ Augustine, Mo Bamba, Evan Fournier, Melvin Frazier, Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Timofey Mozgov. You have your first-round pick, Chuma Okiki, who must go on there. And then you have the the stretched money from C.J. Watson. Oh, that's right. We're still paying that dude. Yeah. So you have 10 guys there. I think I got to 10. Right? I'm not going to go through all their numbers for you. Your eyes are going to glaze over. You're going to turn this podcast off. That's not good for me. It's not good for you. It's not good for anybody. So... Um, but you have $86.9 million right there. The salary cap, I mean, the cap is about 109 Let me go further on. Those That's the guaranteed money. Team option money is only one guy, Wes Uwandu. You gave that team option to Wes already. He's coming back next year, $1.6 million. So you start looking at the money that the Magic have committed uh, when it comes to cap holds and all that stuff. And once again, I don't want to bar, bar, bore you on any of this, but uh, you... Have Ken Birch and Mike Carter Williams. They're they're in there at 1.8, 1.6 for Michael Carter Williams. The cap holds of Terrence Ross and Nick Vucevic. Ross 15.7. Vuce's cap hold is 19.1. But now we have 22.5 here um, that I worked out. Basically here and 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 let me let me just get to this. Um, if you factor in 22.5 million dollars for Nick Vucevic. Your team salary cap or your team salary numbers are right at $130 million. That's factoring in 22.5 for Nick Vucevic, $15 million, just about 15.7 for Terrence Ross, which it, Ross is going to end up right around there, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, depending on what the demand is for him. And the demand seems to be high. And I'm factoring in Kem Birch and Michael Carter Williams here. Still, you probably take you probably take Kem off. I don't see this team bringing back Kem and. Vooch with Mobamba. There's just not enough big man minutes to go along with Okiki when he gets healthy, Jonathan Isaac, and Aaron Gordon. Like, that's six big guys. I don't think that that's going to happen. From everything that I hear, by the way, Michael Carter Williams is coming back to this team. They want to have him back. They liked him in the, during the, the playoff run there. MCW's coming back. I would expect him back unless another team swoops in and says, hey, we're going to give you a long term deal, which, by the way, this dude was out of the league last year. Okay. So. If you take off the $1 million for Kem Birch, you're at $128 million. As I said, the luxury tax is at 100 and was it 34? I believe that's right. I should have written this down before I started taping. But the luxury tax is what you want to stay away from. The luxury tax, you end up um 132 million. Thank you. All right. 132 million is where you are. So, I mean, like, I'm just working through the numbers here. If you want to stay away from the luxury tax, I just got rid of Kem Birch. Terrence Ross is at 15.7. With 22.5 in year one for Nick Vucevic, I'm at $128 million. I've got $4 million to work with here before I go into the luxury tax in that first year. I. 
I don't know if you can bring back everybody here and go into the luxury tax for a team that went 42 and 40. And maybe I'm doing the math wrong, and some NBA guy's going to listen to this, and they're going to say, hey, listen, like this Nick guy doesn't understand what he's talking about. Um, I will I will be the first one to tell you that when it comes to math and numbers, I got into this business because I was told there would be no math. Uh, I took finite math in college. Uh, I worked I worked my way through 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 it to get a C, basically. My current girlfriend, we've been dating about 10 years. We basically met in that class. That The only thing I got out of finite math was perhaps maybe a future wife. That's it. So uh, I was told there'd be no math here. I'm trying to figure this out for you so that you can at least understand it. My point being here is if this team goes into the luxury tax to re-sign Terrence Ross, uh, I, I, I just I don't see that happening. I don't. So with this deal, if Nick Vucevic, and this also takes a balloon payment out in year one for Nick Vucevic too— if you're going to stay beneath the luxury tax, I'm having a hard time understanding how the Magic are going to get all of this done. But it seems as if he's coming back, and maybe year one is low, year two and three are high, year four is low. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand how this deal is going to be structured. But um, that's the next thing here is you're right up against the luxury tax. With 22.5 for Nick Vujovic, with the guaranteed guys you already have, the team options you already have, and Terrence Ross sitting in there at $15.7 million, which I expect him to get right around that from the Lakers, maybe a little bit less. Um, if it's less, you're fine. Bring him back. If it's more, if it's more, you're right up against it. You're right up against it here. So this team very close to the luxury tax. They're going, they're over the cap already as it is. Which, by the way, I'm hearing from a lot of Magic fans about just let Nick Vucevic walk. I don't know how you can say that and understand. And, and understand. I'll, I'll get to the point where I start talking down here. I don't know how you call yourself a basketball fan and say, yeah, just let the guy walk and and do nothing. There's there's no world out there where the Magic are in a position where they can just let it, let an asset walk for nothing. A guy who was an all-star that you developed. Uh, I'm not the biggest Nick Vucevic fan. I watched him lose a lot of basketball games here in Orlando for about six seasons. But it seems as if as he's beginning to peak, you can't just let that guy walk. So uh, I'll... I'll, I'll move on from that as this is starting to get a little bit lengthy, but uh, four years, $90 million for Vooch. The other thing it tells me is uh, Ken Birch is gone. Uh, I don't expect Ken Birch to come back. Uh, even, you know, he's a restricted free agent. Philadelphia has been mentioned as his team. I think that Ken Birch is actually going to get some very interesting deals. Good for Ken who came here from Greece, turned down more guaranteed money in Greece to come here to play for Orlando, was in the G League last year. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to start giving the eulogy on the Kem Birch, Orlando Magic era. I'm a big fan. I like the guy a lot. Got a chance to get to know him when he was in Lakeland. Uh, when I was when I'm working for the team there, but Kem Birch, uh, I would expect to be gone. I just don't know how you bring the guy back. I expect MCW back. So, uh, that's a quick breakdown there. Uh, the number to watch now is that first year salary for Nick Vucevic. If indeed this this report is correct. And they bring him back at four years around 90. I think you get to about 23, 24 in that first year if you're going to bring Terrence Ross back at about 15 million and feel comfortable. But this team is right up against it when it comes to the the uh, the tax. And I know a lot is made about the Magic ownership. I am a pro Magic ownership guy. Uh, they are over the cap now, paying over the cap for a team that finally made the playoffs for the first time in seven years. If this team goes into a lu- in the luxury tax to pay for a team that went 42-40 and 40 last year, by the way, smart GMs don't do that. I don't think Jeff Weltman's going to do that. But if they do that, if ownership agrees to go into the luxury tax for a 42-40 and 40 team, I don't want to hear a darn thing ever again about the Magic having poor ownership. But 
Uh, that's a quick emergency breakdown of the Nick Vucevic deal. Free agency, of course, does not start until Sunday. Uh, we'll have all the recap of that for you here on the Hard Hustle podcast. I seem to ramble there a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, I get excited about this kind of stuff. If you are listening for the first time, you can go on and check out the rest of our episodes, including our free agency megacast that was the last episode uh, that we posted. You can check out my Twitter account at ESPN5 Nick. All of the episodes are posted on my Twitter account. You just got to scroll through amongst all of the other sports tweets that I have there. Scott Inez will be back on the next one. You can listen to him weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 6 p.m. I'm on there with him. You can hear me 6 to 8 p.m. And you can follow Scotty at Inez Says. We're back Monday recapping free agency. Until then, go Magic. Orlando Magic.